Welcome to the Sidious Mac Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Chavez. The Sidious Mac Podcast is presented by Final Surge. No matter if you're an athlete or a coach, Final Surge helps plan and attain both short and long-term training success. Their free online training log is compatible with Garmin, Strava, Polar, Stride, Koros, and a slew of other apps and devices. If you're a coach, Final Surge makes planning and analyzing workouts simple and helps streamline communication with you and your athletes. Some of the top coaches in the world who have been guests on this podcast use it on a daily basis. If you're an athlete out there who's hammering miles and tempo runs solo with no guidance or direction, well, Final Surge is also here to offer up some world-class training programs. Get yourself a training plan for that spring 5K, that half marathon or full marathon that's on your calendar right now. They've got plans from Ben Rosario and NAZ Elite. Drew Hunter and Christine Thorne and the Tin Man Squad have their hammer and axe plans. You can always hit the classics with Greg McMillan or Boston Marathon champion Ambie Burfoot. And if you are a fan of the sport and are curious how the pros are training, Helen Taylor, Stephanie Bruce, and the rest of the NAZ Elite Squad share all of their training logs on Final Surge. Give it all a look at FinalSurge.com. Sidious Mag listeners can get 10% off their purchases by using code Sidious at checkout. So check it out today. Our other presenting sponsor for the month is Brooks Running. They just released their Brooks Hyperion Elite 3. People who follow me on Instagram know that I've been a big fan of their Hyperion line since 2019. This is the latest edition in their Super Shoe category. It's got everything to love from the second version of it, and now a quick-knit upper that allows for feet of all sizes to fit comfortably. It's breathable, and as a result, it also yields better support while you're out for a run. They're super light to have you ready to fly on race day. It's a shoe that Deslin wore when she broke the 50K world record. I've been rocking it as I make my return to running. The shoe is on sale now, so head on over to your local running shop or visit brooksrunning.com for more information on the Brooks Hyperion Elite 3. And in addition to sponsoring the podcast, we're also going to be doing some live events with Brooks during the Boston Marathon weekend. Join us at the Brooks Hyperion House at 154 Newbury Street. There's plenty of fun events happening all throughout the weekend, including a live taping of Dana Giordano's More Than Running podcast on Sunday. There's panels and shakeout runs. On Monday, we will be doing an alternate stream on our YouTube channel where me, Kyle Merber, Dana Giordano, and some other surprise guests will be providing our commentary on the race that's happening in front of you. So mute your TVs and watch along with us or join us live in person at the Hyperion House. You can RSVP and check out all the events happening throughout the weekend through the Eventbrite link in the description. My guest for this episode is Wesley Kiptu. He is the 2021 NCAA Indoor 5,000-meter champion, and he put together a third and second place finish at the last two NCAA cross-country championships. He was a standout star at Iowa State, but now it's time for a new chapter in his career. Wesley has decided to forego the remainder of his NCAA eligibility and turn professional by signing with Hoka's NAZ Elite. He'll be training under coach Ben Rosario, and he's making his professional debut tonight, April 15th, in the 5,000 meters at the Mount Sac Relays. While in college, Wesley showed a fierce competitiveness by pushing the pace from the front. He earned himself personal bests of 13-14 for the 5K and 27-37 for the 10K. In this episode, you'll hear about his big goals as a pro, but you'll also dive into his personal history within the sport because this signing is a dream come true for him as he hoped to be a pro runner while growing up in Kenya. He was walking and running 40 kilometers to and from school most days. The Transcend Academy, which you'll hear more about, changed his life. With this episode, I hope you learn more about him and keep tabs on his future as a pro. So without further ado, here is Wesley Kiptu. 
And now we welcome on the one and only Wesley Kiptu to the City of Smag podcast with some exciting news. I'll let you share share the news, Wesley. What do you have to, to tell the, the people out there? What, what is your big announcement? So my big announcement is, uh, you know, uh, I've been waiting, uh, you know, like I had a dream uh, when I started running. I had a dream like one day I will I will uh, like to continue professional, you know, after school and that dream uh, came came true uh, when I, you know, when I came to America. So, and I started working on it, and you know, going to school and balancing both uh, running academics is not that easy. But um, as uh, I'm coming to an end of my uh, my my fourth year, uh, so my graduation will be next month, and so I'll be so happy like to continue running, uh, you know, continue running after after school and. Um, you know, uh, getting that uh, opportunity is, you know, it's something uh, very special. Like, not a lot of people, will, you know, would like to continue uh, to do what they, they like to do after school, uh, because most of the people will be, will be just like, um, you know, I don't know if I would like to, you know, to do like continue doing sport again. Uh, but for me, uh, I, I would see that um, like something that it was, you know, inside of me. Uh, since I started running in Kenya. And um, so, you know, it's just exciting uh, about like turning pro and seeing the, the life outside, you know, how, how, how it will go. So you're signing with? Uh, Hoka uh, NZ Elite. That's exciting. What, what factored into the, the decision, the timing of this? You still have, you know, some eligibility, but the people are now wondering why turn pro now? Uh, because I've seen like it is the, the right time for me to, to turn pro. I know I still have a lot of eligibility, but what a lot of people doesn't like discover is, uh, you know, when you t- stay like too long, like in school and you have that talent, by the time you get out there, maybe, you you know, you will be like, it wouldn't be like more sharp as you, as you, you wanted to, to turn pro earlier. And so... And again, like the opportunity outside there uh, make me to turn pro because um, if, if I wouldn't have like any opportunity outside and I will, I will have been just like staying in school and um, focus for other opportunities. But uh, this one, this time, like, you know, um, make me just happy and, and, and make that decision and see, uh, you know, that's how like the, the pro life will, will be outside there. So this indoor season, you ran 13-14 at BU. You're getting ready to open up your outdoor season. So now that you are going to be turning pro, how have you set – do you have early goals that you have set? Like it's always funny when your indoor personal vest is faster than your outdoor, but it shows signs of potential. So you're, you're going to give it a first shot, you know, this weekend. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of goals, uh, you know, uh, first of all, at uh, this like uh, outdoor season. So I haven't, I haven't raced yet, but uh, soon I'll, I'll start my, you know, my debut and, uh, and for that, so I have one goal for the, you know, for the outdoor season, for the 5k and the 10k, uh, but not, it doesn't mean like that goal might be achieved now, but maybe like later, but uh, I will start working towards that goal. Uh, but my, my big goal is uh, to break, uh, that, uh, that the under 13 barrier and um, to break uh, under 27 for the 10K. And hopefully like, uh, you know, one day uh, I'll run the fastest uh, half marathon and, and maybe marathon later. Yeah.
sub 13 it's quick but like you know, it's so funny because when you look at the list of the um the college kids in the class that you were in this is like the most competitive the 5k and the 3k was in the indoor season and the outdoor season and you were always one who was in the front of the race like you would take it out hard and that's what i think people loved about you how did you is this a style that you want to continue doing uh as a professional uh, I wouldn't say now, but like, like it's a style or not, but uh, I mean, like the way of racing sometimes changes with, you know, um, with, with uh, like where you are, you know, uh, like being in college. So uh, sometimes I was worried, you know, like if nobody will, wouldn't take it and, you know, we start just jogging on the, on the track, you know, I better take it. So the other guys will just follow and, you know, we can help each other. But uh, sometimes, I would like to, to to make things you know clear because if 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 you already like train and there's no need like just you know going there and just doing you know uh, something like you're not happy about it but and 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 at the same time uh, I I I like to like you know um, improve uh, every time so like every chance I get I don't I don't want to just waste it and um, that dream I always just a dream since like I started running. So like going into the, uh, like in the race and I feel, I feel so like, um, I'm so excited about, you know, uh, what, like what, what time I will run or like, you know, like leading there. And uh, it, it's something like, I just, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's not something new like for me because um, I just want to do the best of, of myself. What stood out to you why with picking NAZ Elite, you've had a couple conversations and, and you decided to to commit to Coach Ben Rosario's training. What what did you like? Uh so there's a lot of things. Uh especially like the, the training wise, I see is uh, you know, that's uh like a very, very uh most part like I missed uh, you know in, in my in my running career because um I think it has been like almost two weeks now uh, working with him. And since then, um, I feel just, uh, you know, I feel much different between like now and before, you know, and I, I'm so like excited for what, um, what the next step will be because I'm, I'm right now in Ames, but uh, by the time I'll move to Flagstaff and, you know, just working one-on-one -on -one with coach and it will be much easier. And, um, and you know, uh, he's, he's a great coach, and he has more experience. Um, and I always, you know, follow because that's that's the most thing. Like it will uh, change my life, and that that's the the most things like it will make me achieve uh, my goals. I was just in Flagstaff a couple of weeks ago, and I got, I jumped into a run with Edward Cheserick, and it's so funny to me because for him, the altitude doesn't affect him whatsoever. He's a monster and he can crush workouts up, up there at altitude for you. Similarly, like you've been training in Ames and before that in, in Kansas, uh, is this going to be your first time going back to, to, to high altitude training full-time? Yeah, I think it will be my first time uh, since, uh, being in Kenya because, uh, almost, uh, four years now, like being in altitude, but uh, I don't think it will be like a big challenge for me because I live like all my life, uh, you know, in altitude area of like 10,000, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, I, I'm so excited for, you know, being back like in altitude and 
getting that training and you know uh because uh before i came to america like um so i used to train in the altitude and you know how it it feel much different yeah you know training in the altitude and training in you know low, low altitudes uh sometimes it's you know uh being in altitude i think will to add more peers on my uh in my uh my personal space of whatever yep yeah have you asked Hoka yet if they make gloves? I know you you're a big gloves guy. You you rock the gloves during indoor races. It was a style thing. It was awesome. Uh, does Hoka make you, you have to find out if Hoka makes gloves for you? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that, that's in the bucket list. So uh, hopefully, like you know, they will come out with it soon. Can you tell us why why you wear the gloves? I I don't know. Like it's 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 something like um, I started a long time ago, like in Kenya. So uh, it it's just like a routine for me. And you know, it's some magic gloves <laughs> because it's special. Yeah. <laughs> a quick break now to tell you about our new sponsor, Therabody. This is a partnership I've been waiting for for a very long time. Calling all you athletes and weekend warriors out there, are you looking to cut down on hours of rest and recovery as you push for that next level? Recharge your legs like the pros with Therabody's revolutionary new Recovery Air Jet Boots. Recovery Air Jet Boots are the world's most advanced pneumatic compression system ever created. For years, runners, bikers, and everyone who spends hours on their feet have had to suffer through leg pains and aches after a long, hard day. Clinically proven treatments like compression boots that pro athletes use have always been out of reach. Recovery Air is a groundbreaking pressure massage for everybody, anywhere. With Therabody's exclusive fast flush technology, Recovery Air flushes out metabolic waste more fully and brings back fresh blood to your legs at three times the speed of competitors. Faster cycles mean faster recovery, so you don't have to wait for the legs to be feeling great. Not just good, great. Therabody's Recovery Air Jet Boots are the first of its kind. They're truly wireless for anywhere on the go recovery, boosting circulation and radically reducing muscle soreness. And thanks to Recovery Air's super intuitive, easy to use one touch controls, recovering faster is a breeze. I took about a three month break from running. So now that I'm getting back into the routine, I wanna make sure that I'm able to tackle that next day's run feeling strong and recovered. So I simply just kick back at the end of my day, turn on some reality TV and just sit there in my jet boots so I'm not feeling that last run or workout the next time I get out the door. If that's not enough to convince you, maybe it's the fact that more than 250 professional sports teams exclusively use their body products and they're trusted by world-class athletes like NBA All-Star Paul George, superstar footballer Trent Alexander-Arnold, and champion golfer Colin Morikawa. So sit back, relax, and recover. Go to therabody.com slash Sidious to get your Therabody recovery air today, starting at $690 or as low as $59 a month with the firm. Plus, recovery air's 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping is included, so there's no risk. Again, that's therabody.com slash Sidious. Check them out today so you can get your legs feeling great. Not just good, great. Okay, so you've referenced it a couple of times now, just like, you know, this dream of being a professional runner goes back to when you were a kid in Kenya. Can you tell me, uh, you know, a little bit of what it was like growing up for you in Kenya? I know, like, it's it, it when when we see athletes like Edward Cheserek and Shadrach Kipchurchir and Lawi Lalang come through, you know, the NCAA system for the American fans and people who are, you know, born here. Sometimes it's just sort of like, oh, you know, these guys are coming from Kenya. They were, you know, they grew up running and and they're really fast. And there's these kind of you know, these preconceived notions in their head about what life is like over there. Can you paint the picture for us a little bit about those early couple of years of you running? What did that look like? Uh, like running in Kenya, uh, you know, I mean, like it, 
it wasn't that easy because there's a lot of challenges there. Uh, you know, with like um, like the training facilities and the areas like where you you want to do uh, do like your workouts sometimes. Like if you want to do like the workouts on the track, because we don't have like much uh, like so many like uh, stadiums over there. So uh, so where I grew up, yeah, it's like uh, in a hilly place. And I used to go to school like uh, six miles away. That's like over 10 kilometers. So like I have to go like in the morning, go to school and then back home for lunch and then back back to school for the evening uh, session and then back home in the uh, in the evening. So that's like almost 40 kilometers in a day, just like walking. And most of the time, like, you know, uh, because to avoid like being late, you you might just run sometimes just a little bit and then you stop and then start walking. But that's something like, um, you know, it like growing up there, like taught me a lot of things uh, with running because uh, starting running uh, became like Isha later when I started because I like more, al almost like half of my life, I've been just, you know, uh, like walking and running uh, two and, uh, and four uh, from school. And so when I started running, it, it became something like, uh, it's not new, but besides the fact that there's uh, a lot of challenges with the running gears and at, at the facilities, whatever. And again, um, you know, Kenya is a place uh, where like most of the runners came from. And to, uh, there's a lot of groups there, like, uh, after like I finished, uh, like we 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 close school, so I normally go for the like the camp, and so there was uh, one of the a running company, uh, like the running school company we call Transcend Running Academy. So where that's where I I I came uh, through, and it's sponsored by uh, Wesley Corrid, and so um so I had been working out with uh, Wesley since I was in Kenya joining high school. And he taught me much, like most of the things about running. And uh, because I didn't knew like I would make it uh, like in running, but when he started talking about running and, and the benefits of like going to school and, um, you know, continuing running. And then I started being serious uh, with those uh, two areas. I remember when the documentary and the movie Transcend came out, you know, a couple of years ago and they show, you know, the kids at this school. So you're one of these kids. Yep, yep. So actually, like the, the Transcend Running Academy, uh, it's uh, the main purpose for that is uh, they help uh, those who like you know uh, have like difficulties in life, like going to school, uh, like paying uh, uh, school fees, and and those people who are coming from like you know um, like poor backgrounds. And so I was one of uh, one of them. So yeah. What do you remember about the first? running shoes that you got because when you're going to and from school and going back home for lunch and you know that's that's a lot of wear and tear on on shoes and and you said it was a lot of walking and running sometimes but then you know with the equipment it's not you can't just get a new pair of shoes every 200 miles and you're you're burning through this so like do you remember i guess like what it was like when you had your first pair of shoes to to uh, actually run <laughs> actually like um uh, the first i can't even remember what what was the shoe uh i think it was i don't know brooks but i can still remember but 
I, I think the first time wearing shoes, uh, that's when I joined high school because most like before that, I've been just like running without shoes because I remember like going like the morning run I, with one of my friends and we just like, you know, like shoes wasn't like a problem for us because it's, it's something like we just, it's like a routine running without the shoes. And sometimes like you, you run in the, in the dirt roads and there's a lot of stones there and, uh, and you know, and the tones on the road and, you know, there's a lot of dangers with running without the shoes, but uh, you know, we we came all through to all, all those things, but um, my my first uh, shoes was when I joined high school, and then that's where I, I got my uh, first training shoes. With the something like the Transcend Academy, like uh, is it competitive? Like when it comes to so many people, there are coming from you know tough backgrounds, and the goal is to give you guys and find opportunities, you know, to pursue you know, education and, and, and running opportunities in places like the United States. But when everyone is, is, is from there, like it was the talent level that you were up against, you know, very, very high, or how did you try and stand out? Yeah, like the talent, uh, it's, it's very, very high because everybody is trying to get in at least to, you know, uh, reduce the, the cost of like from the parent to pay more uh, school fees. And I remember when, uh, they were doing that uh, the trials to select those like will be joining the transcend, and it was tough, tough for me. I think uh, I was second last to be to be chosen, and actually like I I remember like I ran like I think that was like the, the race like I've ever ran in my life like because it's something like it will you know like running from uh, something like it will change you from your life for your life. I mean, uh, it is. It's, it's something like you, you know, you want to just like get out of, you know, like get everything out of yourself, you know, and um, besides the fact of like a lot of, uh, a lot of like student run there, like it's very competitive, but like those who like manage, they will just continue with that uh, program. And again, with, the, with the, like going to school is another factor uh, that those like who do like good and like running, sometimes they don't they don't balance that in in in, in class, and become like the more you know uh, the more challenge. But yeah, because if you can do like part of them and just balance, and then you know it will it will take you to the next level. I didn't even think about the pressure with the trials to get selected to to the academy where. Yeah, you're not running for like the selection to like a national team or to be top seven or that you're running for opportunity and like a dream. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Does that make it easier then when you come to eventually come to the United States and you're running for an NCAA title? It's like an NCAA title is nice, but it's not, a, you know, life or, 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 you know, just being poor. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like that one, like when I compare that one to like running in the and say like, it's it's much easier running in the NCA because uh, there's no like you are not running out of like the pressure like you are just running because um, you know you have that uh, calendar like you know I wanted to do this and this and this and there's coach to be guide you over there like do, to do this and this but like over there it's just you like like being like if you heard about the, the trials like it's being uh, it will be held next week so you have to prepare yourself there's no coach there's no anybody like you will have to, you know, do whatever you, you can to make sure like you are ready for, for the trial. But, you know, being over here, like I see like running the NCAA is, you know, it's just 
a normal thing. It's sports. Yeah. Yep. So you go to the academy and then Colby Community College in Kansas. Like when kids are here in the United States and they're in high school, they're dreaming. Like, I want to run for NAU. I want to run for Oregon. I want to run for, you know, Wisconsin. And for the opportunities when they pop up to you, it's like, it's some, a lot of the times these junior colleges and that's the opportunity. That's the entry point. And you don't really have too much of like a selection. It's like, this is what, what, what is I have to just take this chance. How did Colby community college become the option for, for you? Uh, so Colby became the option because when we were trying to look for the schools and I think by then um, it was getting close to August and most of the schools they already like uh, selected those they already like closest the opportunities for the internationals and so Colby was the only school like they they had uh, I think one chance for uh, for for male athlete and so uh, when I tried to uh, when I tried there and then so they accepted me and so I was so happy to you know go there so even though like it's a junior college but you know it's it's a good start you know like I would like to learn from from the, the ground and just progress yeah when you get when you get on the plane to come to the United States is that is that your first time traveling outside of Kenya yeah that was my first time flying actually like it you know it was I was so nervous like I don't know where am I going like you know I have nobody like to to go with and you know traveling like over 22 hours in the flight is is something it's not something you know uh, normal for for the first uh first like person to fly out of the country you know yeah and I, I was so nervous like I don't know if I would get lost but you know hopefully like I will everything will work out uh well so it's so nerve-wracking and then sad and, and a little bit lonely when you get off this plane and you're literally in a place you don't know and and you just kind of have to hope to find your own way you're in this part of Kansas that not many people have heard about. It's not a, it's not a, si- a major city like Los Angeles or New York where there's bright lights and welcoming you. And you're like, this is America. You're in Kansas. And so you get off the plane. What's your first impression of America? Uh, you know, first, like when I, I, we, we landed, uh, I think we landed in Zurich uh, for, and I, I had like a layover for like 10 hours there, uh, after like six hours. And so just looking outside, you know, outside the, the window and I was like, oh, <laughs> things are different here. But, you know, and then coming to America, like, uh, so my, 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 I think my last uh, flight uh, was in uh, Colorado. Uh, so um, Denver. So actually, like I arrived, I arrived at the night and, okay. you know, I, I didn't, like, I didn't like see much, but, you know, um, like waking up in Colby in the morning. So I was like, oh, things are so different here, but like, you know, I mean, it's a small town, but for me, because I came from a, a small rural area, like it's big for me, you know? And I was so surprised by, uh, you know, just how like people drive on the, on the, on the, on the right side, because in Kenya, we drive in the, on the left side. And I was like, wow, how, how this happens, you know? <laughs> and by then, like it was getting closer to uh, September and it was getting a little bit of like, you know, colder. And I was used to like, with that warm weather throughout the year. And I was like, so I remember one of the morning we had like uh, a week after that, we had a, a morning workout, a time trial, I mean. 
And so I had like to, I, I went out with, the, with just a shirt with like no, no, no jacket, no anything. And I was like, so when I was running, people were like, what, what are you doing? You don't feel that cold? I was like, no, I think it's, it's, it's okay. And then after running for like two miles and then I was like, oh, no, 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 I need to go back. <laughs> but I, I was so like, you know, that was my first, uh, you know, experience with uh, cold weather. Yeah. How did you take to, to school and academics? I know Shadrach of Chirchir, when I, when I did an interview with him a couple months back, said like, it's tough. You're the last person into study hall or you're the first person into study hall and you're the last person out because it's challenging. You know, it's a whole nother language. The academics are an, at a whole nother level. And you have this pressure that as, as a student athlete that you have to uphold, you know, the student part too. So did, did you find that hard too? Actually, for me, it was hard, uh, mostly like learning for like, um, because uh, in Kenya, we, we like, we rarely like do like, uh, like assignment, like on the computer. And when I get here, like, I was like, so I remember first, first time I went to class and after class, I was like, I think there's no assignment or what, because like more, like the language barrier sometimes it's, it's very difficult. Um, but like, I went all like, the whole week without doing any assignment because I was so happy, like, oh, they're not giving out assignment because I didn't know where they, like, you have to go to the, you know, because I didn't have a, a, a computer, so I like to go to the library to, you know, to do the assignment, but I didn't know that until after the week. And and uh, they told me, hey, there's, there's a, a lot of assignment missing. What, why, why are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. So I don't like they just handling out from the class, like the, the paper handout. And they were like, no, you have to go like, to, uh, you have to go to your computer and, and look in and, and start doing the assignment there. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And that was so difficult for me because using uh, the computer for the first time and, you know, like, uh, and then the language itself, you know, it, it was uh, challenging. Then the other component that is just hard is, you know, your family being so far away in, in Kenya you know, Thanksgiving rolls around, Christmas time rolls around, everyone around you on your team is going to go see your families. Was that particularly tough for you too? Yeah, it's actually really, really tough for me uh, because it's not that easy to stay away from your family. Like I, I know a lot of people will stay just for like a couple of months, but like imagining like staying away like like years, you know? Like I was, I wanted like to go back, but you know, sometimes, you know, um, the, the, the opportunities there, like if I go back now and, and you know, I don't have much to, to, to take to the community. So I better just sacrifice that time and do something that when I will go back and people in my community will so will be so happy and we can celebrate, celebrate together. But um, I mean, like it's, it's really, really tough, like just FaceTiming. And sometimes, you know, I in Kenya, there's um, like the network problem. And so like where, where we live, uh, <laughs> Sometimes you like the network is okay. Sometimes it's not, but I find like it's it's something like it's so it, it, like I I I like and in the first place, you know, I had like the, you know the homesick, and after sometimes you know I'm like I don't have anything to do, so I like I would just accept it. But um, you know, just doing the first time, you know, will it wouldn't too much like it wouldn't like uh, do like too much, but at least like it will get you the memories, you know, like being at home. How big is your family back at home? Uh, yeah, I have like a big family, like, yeah, like big, big family. 
when you can't just say that because like Alfine Tulimuk is one of 31. So how big is your family? <laughs> yeah, my my family, I think we are off of like 20. <laughs> You're one of 20? Yep. Like we are like 20 something. Like I have a big, big family. Like if I have to go back now, like I have to like buy presents for everybody. And, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's very like sad uh, because uh, last month uh, I lost my, my elder sister. And so that's, it has been so a big telling for me um, because that one came um, uh, a week after, after national uh, indoors. And before that she was, she was so sick and I was so stressing, like, you know, like being, being away, you know, uh, with that, you know, like just first timing, like, how are you doing today? Uh, are you feeling better? You know, like it gave me more, like so much stress, but there was nothing I, I, I could do about it. That's tough. A sports aside, like when people look at the results of like the NCAA indoor championship, like it's like, oh, what what happened to, to Wesley? And to know that you were dealing with this beforehand is tough. And and so like there are, you know, there's that personal side to the sport too. And you had you had a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, like there was a lot of things going on. Uh so a week before I had like to go to Kansas to go see my wife because uh we had a we we're expecting a baby. And actually, like, so I had to stay there for like a week. And there was like, you know, like, I think I ran like several, several times in a, in a week. So like, I didn't get any, like any workout done there. And so, and national was a week after that. And so like just handling a lot of things at once, you know, like it wasn't that easy, but uh, I tried, you know, like, I would like to try my best. I always try my best to make sure like, no matter what, like no matter like the, the, the obstacles, I I will do like you know I will do to my to my uh, to my best, you know. Have you been so this entire time? Have you been back to to Kenya since you left? Uh no, no. This is I think it's actually like fourth year for me, almost like five years. But uh, I will plan to go soon. Do you dream of it? Like kind of, I know you said like you want, when you want to go back, you want to celebrate something. You can bring back the, the, the NCAA title from last year. That's plenty to, to celebrate and, and to show for your accomplishments so far here. Yeah. I mean, like, um, like going back, it will be, it will be like a lot of like people in my community will be so happy. And, and especially like the, the school I went at the Transcend Running Academy, they will be so happy because, uh, you know, coming here, I was, I like, there was like so much things there wasn't like expecting from me, but like now, like, even though like I'm still on the way, you know, there's a lot of things like I've covered uh, on the journey. And, you know, uh, I think that would be a big uh, celebration for me. <laughs> you set the bar high for, you know, the the alumni for, for the Transcend Academy. Is it, like, have there been other really cool success stories? Uh, yeah, like uh, there's there's a lot of uh, like we had like a lot of students like coming to America here, like like uh, going to school in America and they already like graduated. But um, uh, like I think I will be the first one to be like going pro, and you know that will be a cool thing to you know to just like add in the in in, uh, in the like record books and you know celebrate and yeah. 
friends, stop waiting and start looking into your summer plans to join us in Eugene for what we've dubbed as the Summer of Hayward. It's no secret that we love track and field at Sidious Mag, and if you do too, come and celebrate that love with three of the biggest events happening in the sport on U.S. soil this summer. We're going to be doing daily runs, live shows, and some other fun plans from the Sidious Mag House at the U.S. Championships and the World Championships. But even before that, we're going to be at the Pre-Classic where some world records will be broken. Some spots on Team USA will be secured for the World Championships. And if you've been listening to our Track Snacks segment every single Friday, we've been highlighting the stories of some of the athletes that will be at those major events. So to make it easy for you, we've made a landing page where you can get all of your dates and tickets sorted out. Visit SidiousMag.com slash Summer of Hayward to learn more. Join us. It's going to be the biggest party that track and field has ever seen in America. I'm stoked. The countdown is on. Less than 100 days to go until the World Championships. See you at Hayward. When it comes to now you're you're a professional and looking at this year, like the world championships are coming to America for the first time. And it's, you know, the Kenyan team is not easy to make. Uh, is that sort of a big, like a plus big goal for you that, you know, representing Kenya at a world championships or the 2024 Olympics, that's what, what you want to accomplish. I mean, like, I know a lot of people say Kenya is like a very competitive field, but I I always say like this, uh, when you prepare for something, it wouldn't be like that hard. Like you just need your time and be ready for that. Because uh, I mean, like God willing for the 2024, I will, I will try to be somewhere there. You know, having run 13, 14, you stuck your nose against the on athletics guys with Ollie Hoare and, 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 uh, Jordy Beamish at, at, at Boston indoors and, and you gave them a good fight. So when you look at sort of the professional running scene, like what, what excites you the most about uh, your potential there? Uh, first, um, like running with the pro guys, you know, it's always fun because you know, like we will run fast. <laughs> and the second thing um, I would like to, you know, like, like being there and you know um minimize whatever time i have to make sure like i do something right like you know in the right way and like if it's like the running uh you know i mean like running on the track um sometimes it's, it's a big challenge because a lot of people will get like nervous you know i don't know i wish i should like start in the front or like at the back but sometimes um i always say like if you are ready you are ready you know and and if you're ready, you, you don't have to fear anybody. Just go there and compete. And the result, the result will just come out. Yeah. And that's, that's um, I'm so excited for, you know, for this uh, next level because I will experience now the real, you know, the real experience, not just like watching as a, you know, like a college uh, athlete, but I'll be like among those, like will be, you know, running uh, with other guys. I mean, you ran 13-21 at the Oregon Relays last year, and even that the NCAA final outdoors could have been is base was basically like a professional race, and you finished 13th there. Like that was a little bit again a, a surprise when it comes to like uh, based off of your your results indoors. What would you have done differently in that race? Uh, maybe um, because last day I did a lot of things. I raced too much, uh, and maybe if I could have reduced that. You know, I could have uh, got like more better results at the end of the 
nationals but uh you know that's running is a is, is a is a learning uh, process you know you do something right today tomorrow you have to rectify whatever you, you went wrong people don't realize and talk enough about the fact that you you ran you finished second at ncaa uh cross country on november 20th and then what was it two days later that you ran the was it indoors uh so i ran on it was on friday i ran the 5k and the indoor and then oh and then you went outdoors right? and then on monday so i ran the cross country <laughs> yep it was just way too impressive and and just like so it was really cool cool to see and especially with cross country you you're the guy who makes the races and like uh or not afraid is is not afraid to take it out hot i mean as a professional there's less opportunities for cross country um but is that something you also maybe hope for is just like being able to compete in cross country as a professional uh yes uh <laughs> and I, I think sometimes um you know like sometimes races you know like leave us with time and 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 the competitors and sometimes you you know you you may just walk up and feel just good and you just compete and you know oh wow i did this but um uh, actually like by like before uh, i did that double on friday and monday so i had like to increase my mileage a little bit to to make sure like i don't run out of gas for that and actually like and after the cross country i had like to you know slow down a little bit to just uh, take off for you know to make sure like i don't i don't face like injuries sometimes when you just train throughout the year without taking a break and coming back you know i started building slowly i didn't want to just go from nowhere and you know just jump to like um you know uh, to the high mileage but I'm still building, but I'll be back soon, and I'm so excited, and I think it will be it will be just fun running cross country and track. It's my favorite, and you know, road races sometimes. I That's think down about the road like, for the future. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So before I get into the final questions that I ask every guest, what was what was the highlight of your time at Iowa State? What was what was the your your favorite moment after all of it? Uh, actually, like in our sets, you know, I feel like it's like a home and I don't want to just leave it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to because, um, you know, t- they took care of me when I came from Colby. You know, I was, you know, still learning and, you know, <laughs> they took care of me. I learned a lot of things here and, you know, people in the Iowa State, you know, the community itself, they are so like friendly and they're like, you know, supportive. And so I thank them for that opportunity, you know, like, you know, supporting me throughout like my journey and to this level, like, you know, if it wasn't them, I don't think this will happen, like love happen. Final questions that I ask every guest. First one is, what's the funniest drug testing story you have? Uh, the funniest is uh, uh, the one we did. And so I had to like wait for like, I think it was almost like two hours. Wow. Wait, what was, yes. when was this at NCA indoors, outdoors? Uh, that was, I think indoors. No, that was outdoors. I think. Yeah. This is the, because I like, I had it, I run in the morning. And so I had like to like, re, like refill and I had to like to drink a lot of water, but like coming up in the evening because they did it in the evening time. They didn't, they, they didn't like do it in the like morning hours. So like doing it in the evening <laughs> and you know, you like, you're already like you you know that the body's already diluted you know yeah 
and we have to like to have to wait but uh yeah it was good if you can go on a run anywhere in the world with anybody from history they could they don't have to be a runner they could be a famous person they could be you know imaginary uh where would you run and who would it be with um i will run with wesley korir and you know it will be in kenya like um iten because okay. that's where we did most of our our runs with wesley uh when i was in the process of coming to united states and you know <laughs> I, you know, I learned like so much from him. Like I got like more experience from like many, many experience from him. Final question I have is nothing to do with running. It's a basketball related question. You get 25 shots from half court on the full size basketball court. If you make one of the 25 shots, you win $25 million. But if you don't make any of the shots, you go to jail for 25 years. Would you attempt the shots? It's very tough for me because if I wouldn't make it, I would go to jail. Yeah, but if I make it, then I'll get 25 million. But you know, <laughs> I would like to try. <laughs> you like to try. All right, there you go. Uh, perfect. Well, Wesley, we're wishing you all the best of luck. Congratulations on on the signing. Um, it's very exciting stuff. You're gonna enjoy Flagstaff, and um, especially being with with a good uh, training group like NAZ Elite. So, congratulations, and, and thank you for, so much for doing this. Thank you so much for your time again. The City of Smack Podcast is a production of the City of Smack Podcast Network. It is produced and edited by Mike Zerzolo. Did you enjoy this episode enough to dish out a couple bucks? Support City of Smack by pledging any dollar amount over on patreon.com slash Mag to join our loyal legion of backers who keep this show going strong. If you're on your phone right now, you can also open up the Venmo app and hit us with a one-time donation to at City of Smag. We've also got merch over on CityofSmag.com. Any way you can show your support goes a long way. Thanks for listening. I've been your host, Chris Chavez, wishing you some happy and healthy running. Legs are feeling good. See you next time.